listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil, he wants to take over the world, and he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico joining you per usual. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond text line, both those open for you guys the uh, the rest of the way here. Good conversation on the quarterback battle, I suppose, if you want to call it that, despite Casey Thompson unable to practice in spring. I mentioned he's, for the most part, for what we can see, uh, when we go watch practice, he's just kind of hanging out in the uh, on the east side of the practice field, running with uh, Logan Smothers as well. Uh, while you know Sims, Purdy, Torres, who has a cannon for an arm, and then uh, Jack Wosh, uh, the walk on from Ole Miss, they just kind of go through drills in the in the in the actual Hawks practice facility. But for now, we're going to turn our attention to basketball to kick things off as we bring in Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, what's up, man? How was the, the Easter weekend? Hey, Nick. Hey, Rico. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, the Easter weekend was very relaxing. I made it back home uh, to Howells, Nebraska with, oh, with wow. the wife and the new baby. So she was the star of the show whenever uh, we went out and um, visited with some family at their place. So. It was it was a pretty cool moment, honestly, to be a kind of a first time dad with the whole Easter thing. I was gonna say, so when you are obviously this is the first holiday that you've had the new the new child, correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so at the holiday at the family gatherings, because I thought about this this weekend when I was holding my, my new cousin, who's a who's a baby, obviously. <laughs> Um, yeah. Now where you're holding your, your holding 12 year old 12 cousin. 12 year old cousin. <laughs> but no, uh, I thought, man, is this kind of a break for the parents that they just dish them off to a family member and they don't really have to worry about them a whole lot? Did you find out that to be true? Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, okay. it's, it's never a bad thing when you can um, go to a place and uh, have somebody take the little girl off your hands for a little bit because, you know, you when you're at home by yourselves, you're holding her constantly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that sentiment that, yeah, it gives the, the parents a nice little little break that they all uh, kind of need, I think. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good time to have the have the family take turns kind of just holding her and um, checking her out. So, yeah, good all around. Oh, yeah, Steve, those are the best moments. And you get pictures of people just smiling at the baby. It's great. But uh, just a just a uh, word of warning this weekend, my son, who is one and a half ish, he'll be two this year. Uh, was eating a Rice Krispie, was playing in the sandbox, had sand all over his hands and all over his Rice Krispie, and that didn't stop him. So pretty sure he ate some sand, but he was totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah, so sand eating is probably bad, but I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, Rico. There were multiple times when I was over at uh, like a family member's house, and I would like look over and I did not see my daughter, so I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I know someone has her, but like me not knowing exactly where she is, that was kind of like a, a weird feeling for me. Um, even though in the back of my head I knew that she was in safe hands, I just not not seeing her nowhere where where she was at. I was like, uh, I don't know if I like this much, but uh, you know, it was all good at the end. I was gonna say, I'm sure I'm sure she'd turn up eventually. Somebody would be yeah, there'd, be, did, a, there'd be a there'd be a dirty diaper or something for you to change. Oh well, yeah, 
Yes, yes. I've become a pro at the diapers, by the way. That's perfect. Good. They're 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 fantastically terrible. Yeah, most of them are. <laughs> let's all right, Steve. Let's go ahead and talk sports. Um, instead, four zero two four six four five six eight five. You have any questions for Steve? Shoot us, shoot them our way if you want to, listeners. Uh, but let's, Steve. Let's talk first about Husker basketball because last time I talked or we talked to you guys or talked to you on the show. Um, Nebraska had not gotten a commitment. You filled us in a little on Hunter Salas. Now Nebraska is talking uh, to a Charlotte transfer in the name of Bryce Williams. What can you tell us about Bryce Williams? And he visited campus this past weekend, correct? Yeah, so he uh, he was here uh, Friday through Sunday, I believe. Um, so he spent the Easter weekend gotcha. um, in Lincoln on the visit. And I, I think fans, you know, if you check any, anything out about Bryce Williams from, from Charlotte, he, I mean, I think the fans are really going to like this guy. He has, so he's a shooting guard. He has excellent size at six foot seven, around 215, 210 pounds. He's an experienced guy. He's he uh, played three full seasons, but he spent four at Charlotte. Um, he, he was, I think, he redshirted two seasons ago and didn't play at all because of a knee injury. But he uh, came back for this last season and played in all all 36 games. And mostly he came off the bench, but he was playing a, a starter's amount of minutes. And he, he led the 49ers um, in scoring at around a little under 14 points per game, if I if I'm remembering correctly. And um, you know, at, as a big guard, six foot seven, he he is a really good three point shooter. I mean, just under 40 percent on my memory serves me correct, just around four three point attempts per game. And he was pretty solid at the free throw line too. So I mean, with Bryce Williams, I think it would be an excellent pickup if, if Nebraska could swing this guy. But I know a lot of d- other programs are going to want to. Um, bring him in for a visit, but with Bryce Williams, um, experience, um, tough guy, been around the block. He knows how to play basketball, and again, I, I I just love the size for that two guard. He can probably play three and a little bit of four, maybe small ball four. Um, but yeah, just a big guard who can make threes. I really like Bryce Williams. You know, we hear that Nebraska basketball is in with a lot of guys. They're talking to a lot of guys. They had Kirk Creesa on campus. He ended up committing to West Virginia. Uh, Bryce Williams, like you just said, uh, they're in talks with Hunter Salas, the Troy Wrightsell Jr., some of the guys who are from the state of Nebraska. But they have yet to receive a commitment quite yet. Is this something that uh, Nebraska fans should be worried about? Or kind of like last year where they were a little late to the game um, after two early commitments, um, is this something that uh, Nebraska fans should just kind of roll with the punches? I think it's something that you roll with the punches because this is this is um, you know it, it's uh, if you just look back at last year uh, when uh, Greasel came and Bandamel came and Juwan Gary came you know it was you know in in May um, so there's still time going but obviously you if you're a Nebraska fan you want to start seeing some names pop up and some commitments pop up and I totally understand that but there is still time and so I, I'm not going to uh, freak out or anything. Um, that, that, that the Huskers haven't really uh, snagged one yet. Um, but, you know, from, from everything that I've heard, Bryce Williams enjoyed his visit. And I don't know if he has some more visits um, on tap for himself, but uh, I think Nebraska is sitting in pretty good position right him uh, with him um, because I think he's a guy that showed that he can play at the mid-major level and he wants to take that next step at the power five, six, whatever you want to call it, uh, in, the, in the Big Ten. So, um, you know, I, I definitely understand where fans are coming from, but, you know, I, I – I, I would just caution to take a deep breath. There's there's plenty of time to go. There will be more names to pop up for sure with as crazy as the transfer portal is. 
Um, so I think there's enough time for, uh, for the for Nebraska to get to get what they're seeking out of the portal. Well, I mean, Steve, how 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 much do you think is this you know contingent on Casey Tominaga's decision? Yeah, I mean that that's that um, a little bit. I would say I, I think you still you still need more from the portal. Um, you'd always gotcha. you always want experienced guys, and also you know I, I forgot to mention um, there are other transfers coming in like JVM McCollum, that point guard from Siena. He's visiting this weekend, um, Friday, Friday through Sunday, I believe. And then they also had Brady Dunlap, who's uh, 2023. Now he's a, a 2023 uh, player, so um, you know he's he's also if if they could snag him, he's a former Brady Dunlap, is a former Notre Dame commit, and he asked for and was granted his release um, after um, Mike Bray, the former head coach of, of Notre Dame, um, announced that he was going to step down at the end of the season, and and that's when Brady Dunlap. I decided to um, say thanks, but no thanks, and then just um, kind of set set a visit for Nebraska. So um, there, there's still some um, coals in the fire here for Nebraska. Um, JV McCollum, again, like I mentioned, he's that point guard that I think Nebraska is really kind of looking for. You know, I know they struck out with Kirk Creesa, but again, I, I told you guys last week that I, I'm not 100% sure if Kirk Creesa was a, 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 the good fit that I think Fred Hoiberg is, is looking for with Nebraska now. We'll see how he does at, at West Virginia, um, but and you know I, I think JV McCollum from from looking at him, he's a six foot two point guard, a really good handle. But he also the thing that I really like about JV McCollum is he can create for himself and he can get to the basket and he can score the ball. And so you know it's you know I, I think if they could um, JV McCollum if they could convince him to commit, I think you know you would start to get the ball rolling and who knows what Bryce Williams will do. So, you know, those two names right there, I think that would be really, really solid starts if they could get them. But obviously, you know, these things aren't going to happen quickly. I think there's there's going to be a lot of visits for these guys. I know J.V. McCollum um, is going to or has visited Oklahoma. So there's a lot of programs that want these guys. But there are some still um, things in the works with Nebraska basketball. I know fans want things to happen right away. But, again, I'll, I'll caution there's still time. We're talking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Steve, uh, transitioning over to football, Rico and I just talked and had a discussion in the first segment regarding the quarterback situation, right? Because we're 12 days away from the spring game. Casey Thompson's not going to be able to play. Not, neither will Logan Smothers. Nebraska sits at six scholarship quarterbacks, uh, seven if you want to count the walk-on Jack Wosh. When you sit here and you you know Nebraska's over the scholarship limit, without saying names, I suppose, and keeping it, you know, Unidentical. Uh, how many guys do you expect out of that quarterback room to move on once this transfer portal opens back up? Yeah, that's a lot of scholarship quarterbacks, isn't it? Um, I would say I would I would I would expect one scholarship quarterback to to move on, but if two did, I would not be surprised at all. So I, I'm expecting one uh, to move on, and and who that one is, I truly don't know. I mean, it could be multiple guys. Um, but yeah, when when you look at the quarterback competition and and i think it is setting up to be a true competition which which is fun for fans to to think about and talk about and i think everybody's kind of you know just assuming it's going to be jeff sims and casey thompson um but you know the the spring of heinrich harburg right i mean his name has been popped up um the the coaches have talked about heinrich harburg a lot recently he's obvious he's apparently one of the fastest guys um, in the quarterback room, according to GPS numbers, not just the quarterback room, but the entire team. And you know, if you followed his career at Carney Catholic, he was just a stud athlete. And so, at six foot five, a little, little over two hundred ten pounds, 
um, that's an intriguing prospect, right? Just because he's just a massive um, looking athlete. He's kind of similar, similar build, similar look to Jeff Sims. Um, so, you know, it's just really interesting to think about these difference differences in the quarterbacks because they're, you know, I think if, if Jeff Sims is in the game, I think Marcus Satterfield is going to call a certain set of plays. You know, the quarterback run game is obviously going to be a big part of Jeff Sims' offense if he gets in. And I think if, you know, hypothetically, if, if T- Casey Thompson is a quarterback, that's going to be a different set of plays um, that, that Jeff Sims wouldn't be asked to, to run because I think Casey Thompson is more of a pure – he's just a, a better quarterback, in my opinion, uh, just from watching the film. Um, Jeff Sims is a better athlete, better runner. He can make things happen when things break down with his legs. Um, Casey Thompson is more of that quarterback. He, he's, I think he's pretty good at his progressions, reading defenses, understanding what defenses try, um, are trying to do against him. And I think that's an area where Jeff Sims um, one, needs to grow at. Um, so at the end of the day, I mean, if you listen to who – uh, Marcus Satterfield and, and Matt Rule talk about who the starting quarterback is going to be. It's going to be the guy, in my opinion. Well, not really in my opinion, because Marcus Satterfield has said this uh, multiple times already in, in press conferences. It's the guy who's going to take the best care of the, of the football. So that's limiting turnovers, holding onto the ball, no fumbles, not throwing interceptions. So, I mean, in my opinion, that kind of says Casey Thompson, but it's such a difficult uh discussion because Casey's not out there and he's not able to compete right now. It's such a, a tough position for him to be in. So this is an excellent opportunity for Jeff Sims. And I guess throw Heinrich Harburg's name in there too. Um, we just don't know how Heinrich Harburg, um, we haven't seen him play. He hasn't uh, played in a game in his career in his first two seasons at Nebraska. So I don't know. We, we know the idea about Heinrich Harburg and the idea of him looks really awesome with like a big, strong athlete running around out there, but we just don't know much about him, how he reacts in a, in a game atmosphere. And with Jeff Sims, we've seen what he can do at Georgia Tech. He's, um, you know, 23 interceptions in 23 career games, albeit 13 of those came as a true freshman. So um, I, just, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe something clicks with him and, and he takes better care of the football. Um, in a new in a new environment with the new offense with new coaches um, coaching him up, but man, there's a lot of storylines with that quarterback room. But yeah, getting back to um, who's leaving and who's going, maybe I, I I expect one scholarship quarterback to move on, and if two um, were to happen, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. That, that's what makes this so fascinating in my eyes, is because I, I look at you hear Satterfield comments like that, and and that you want him to take care of the ball, and I think. If you were a betting man, the two heavy favorites would be the most money would be put on Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson, understandably so. But those are also your two guys that have turned it over quite a bit. As Casey yeah. Thompson has thrown 19 interceptions in his career, uh, both of those or all of those coming in the last two years, he threw 10 as a Husker last season. And then, like you said, Jeff Sims with uh, 23 INTs in in his 23 games. So it's just it's crazy to to think, see that, and then hear a comment like that from Marcus Satterfield. Yeah, and then like we we can't ignore the quarterback run game, right? Because Marcus Satterfield definitely likes the idea of it, and he's uh, he's on record saying that he wants to have at least some of that in what he's trying to do at Nebraska. And so when you think about the quarterback run game in regards to Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson, like. Obviously, Jeff Sims is is the better runner. I mean, just flip on the tape of of him quarterback in the Yellow Jackets. You know, he's just a massive human being at six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, and he is just running through guys at times. And he's just a massive, massive person running the ball, and it looks excellent. 
Um, but then, obviously, we've seen this with Nebraska for years and years and years in the Big Ten. If you rely on the quarterback run game, what's going to happen most likely? The quarterback is going to be taking a lot of hits, and he's going to be susceptible to injury. And both Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson have been injury prone in their in their uh, college football careers. Jeff Sims missed a handful of games in 2021. He missed the final five uh, last season before leaving the team altogether with two games left um, to focus on his rehab. But he knew that he was um, hitting the portal anyway, so I guess it's not the, not that big of a deal. But um, Casey Thompson too, he had that bad luck bad luck injury when he was at Texas um, hitting his. Uh, throwing hand against the Oklahoma helmet um, to, to, I think, break or uh, tear some lig- ligaments there. So he's had some bad luck as well. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I wonder how much quarterback run game Satterfield actually wants to use um, in the Big Ten because we all know um, those quarterbacks, when they start taking taking hits, um, you know, it's it's just um, things bad things can happen and you you have to rely on the 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 second quarterback and then sometimes a third quarterback on the depth chart because um, those guys those guys are good at throwing the football but maybe not at, not as taking hits and I guess uh, Jeff Jeff Sims might be more accustomed to that than Casey Thompson is but um, I don't know it's just really interesting we I think the quarterback run game is something that you always have to keep in keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking about Nebraska and and their starting quarterback competition. Steve, I I hate that we're not going to be able to go to another uh, topic or position group, but I I just thought of another question uh, involving the quarterbacks. And while we're on it, we might as well talk about it. Is there, is there a scenario here where, because we talk about how Casey Thompson unable to, to do a whole lot in the spring on the field and and he's also not an idiot. Like he he understands that this coaching staff bring brought in Jeff Sims, right? Is yeah. there is there a scenario where Casey Thompson is one of those quarterbacks on the move? You know, never say never with with today's landscape of college football and how things are going with the transfer portal. I, I I'm never going to be surprised by anything now. So I guess I would not be surprised. No, but I, I just wonder what his if that were to happen and, and Casey Thompson would end up um, going in the transfer portal, what his options would be. Because I think at this point, a lot of the destinations that I think would, would maybe entice someone like Casey Thompson might already have their guy. So I'm just wondering, you know, how, what his options um, elsewhere would be. And it's just such a tough, tough in, um, situation, you know, and it, and it kind of, uh, sheds a light on how much of a business <laughs> this thing is because you know you look at Casey Thompson and and how well he played at times last year and and how tough he was. I feel like the fans really appreciated how how many times Casey Thompson got knocked in the mouth, got knocked down, and then just kept getting up and kept getting up and kept leading leading the offense the best that he could um, under the situation with through a coaching change and and injuries and everything. I mean that guy's shoulder had to be ripped apart and he was yeah. going out there every single game and giving it his all. So just, uh, just, it, it's, it's really fun to think about. Um, but yeah, as for Casey Thompson and, and the transfer portal, it would not shock me to see something like that. But then, then again, I'm just wondering what kind of um, options he would have if he were, were to do then try to look elsewhere. Uh, Steve, Steve Mark of inside Nebraska joined us. We get this question off the text line from, uh, from a guy named Scaper says, let's be honest. Is Tominaga coming back? I think there's a good chance that he is. I know um, I don't have a, a, a definitive answer uh, for Skater or whatever his name was, but um, I, yeah, I know I know that uh, I know that Nebraska and Trev Alberts in, in his recent um, Husker 
Huskers radio network interview was mm-hmm. very, very high on the steps that Nebraska has taken with their with their NIL abilities um, for um, student athletes outside of the outside of the United States. So he sounded very optimistic yeah. that um, things were going to get better in that area, and I'm I'm optimistic as well that you know things are going to get better for the foreign uh, student athletes uh, b- being able to cash in on their name and image and likeness. So if I had to guess, I'm saying yes, K-State is coming back. Well, there you go. Um, I, Nebraska women's basketball, uh, Jazz yes, Shelley is yes, coming back. Yes. So we saw we saw one example of one international player leaving and Izzy Bourne going back to Australia, one coming back to uh, and staying in Lincoln and Jazz Shelley, and now K-State yes. Tominaga is the tiebreaker, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I definitely that's – a, that's a great point, Nick. I definitely should have mentioned Jazz because I think when you compare Jazz and Casey, they, they both have that star factor on their, on their teams. Not saying Izzy Bourne didn't, but, you know, when you, when you just look at everything, social media presence, um, how much, how much um, I guess, pull they have out off of the basketball court, I think Jazz Shelley has a lot of pull off of it. And I think uh, somebody like Casey Tomanaga – um, can you know somebody just that fiery competitor guy who um, I think lights up social media every time he does something so I think he's a perfect guy um, that would be able to cash in on NIL and I think Nebraska is taking the steps at least it sounds like um, progress has been has been made in that um, in that realm so I, I yeah going on my guess I, I I'm putting money down that uh, Casey Tominaga is coming back well, well there I, you thought, go. I thought Izzy was staying and Jazz was going and I thought Tominaga was going so hopefully my record stays the same <laughs> right. yeah hopefully you, you stay wrong Rico <laughs> exactly we love it when Rico's wrong Perfect. Steve hey appreciate the time as always man we'll we'll definitely talk to you soon I think we have one more conversation next Monday prior to the spring game that we'll be able to, to have all of our questions answered yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get a another open portion to the media for uh, football practice tomorrow morning. Sweet. So that's something that we could uh, talk about. So absolutely, um, stay, staying busy over here in the yeah. in the inside Nebraska realm. What what group are you watching tomorrow? I want to stay on the offense. I think. I gotcha. mean, I know that they don't want us. To, they don't want the quarterbacks to really be throwing more than ten yards when the media members are watching. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. I understand. Um, but you know, last time we were there, we saw Casey Thompson before before all the injured yellow jerseys were were out in the cold and and working um, on the stationary bikes and stuff. We did see Casey Thompson throw a little bit. Now it wasn't more than five yards or anything, but he was yeah. out there with Logan Smothers tossing the tossing this pigskin around. And I want to see more of that because I think he can. Um, if the doctors would let him, I bet he could go and and compete right now. But you know, he's he's playing it safe and uh, waiting until till fall i guess but i want to uh, stick around the offense and gotcha. um see those quarterbacks see see thomas fedoni i love i love watching that guy run around what a what an animal that guy looks like mm-hmm. uh a gilbert too i know he's got that waiver situation but the staff seems pretty um pretty um excited about his ability to get that waiver and play this season um and then of course the the offensive line i, I can never get get enough of those guys there aren't a lot of bodies but um it, it, Really, really like watching Bryce Benhart walk around to uh, reshaping yeah. his body. Ben Scott, I think, is an excellent, excellent addition. Um, I have re- a, lot, a lot of fun watching him um, run around and, and block some drills. So, yeah, I want to stick on the offense. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about Bryce Benhart because I saw you write an article about him uh, a couple days ago. So that's definitely a, a fascinating conversation. Circling around a Nebraska offensive line that was not very good at protecting the quarterback yeah. last year. So, all right, Steve. Hey, we'll go ahead and let you go for now. Uh, enjoy the dad life. Enjoy. Hope you had a had a good Easter where you got to just kind of hand her off like a football 
and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk to you next Monday, man. Yeah, nobody fumbled her. Thank God. But thank you for having <laughs> me on, guys. Thanks, Steve. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Whoo! Nobody fumbled the baby. That is a relief. You never want to fumble the baby. Yeah, it's a good thing. Don't drop right. your don't drop your don't, children. Don't drop children. PSA right. from the yeah. happy hour. Yeah, you're welcome. We're men of wisdom. So uh, from one father and one non-father. So. Perfect. All right, let's take our final time out. Strick and Austin join us next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and theticketfm.com.